Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. Tanner Hendrickson, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Happy to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Be joined by Kylie McDaniel. He's Major League Baseball's insider for ESPN.com. Writes a lot about prospects over there. Also, he's the author of Future Value, The Battle for Superstar's Soul. Or excuse me, for baseball's soul and how teams will find the next superstar. Reading is difficult. Kylie, we appreciate the time as always, man. How are you doing today? I mean, I'd like to battle for the souls of superstars, too, but that's a little outside of my purview. I know. I thought we were talking like Avengers there for a minute. Like, is he writing about, like, Thanos here? Are we going for the Soul Stone? What, what's going on right now? I mean, now? the lockout kind of felt that way at times. It took so ours away. Maybe that's what I was going for there. Yeah, there's a lot of souls out there, and I'm just trying to rank them in the right order. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking of rankings, good transition there, Kylie. Yesterday, uh, you put together a piece over at ESPN.com on Major League Baseball's aces for 2022 and which guys could also emerge this season as an ace. I kept scrolling down, scrolling down, scrolling down. I figured at some point I would get to a Cardinal, but I never found him. What was was the thought process that went into not having Jack Flaherty or Adam Wainwright uh, on this list? Uh, Flaherty was in the mix. Uh, I think he was in the sort of just missed last year. And, you know, I guess at some point, like, you could put anyone on there that, like, has been an ace in the last two years or might be one in the next two years and then eventually half the starters in baseball are listed because hmm. it's just, like, everybody's been really good for three starts at some point. And, like, I almost put Carlos Rodon on there, and he's had, like, you know, obviously started the season really good, was just a free agent to sign a two-year deal and, like, couldn't get used in the playoffs last year. Like, he's been extremely up and down. But, like, right now today – He's one of the top 10 pitchers in baseball, and I didn't put him on there because it's just like, yeah, let's see a little bit more than that. And I think with Flaherty, if you, you know, if you get exactly what you're looking for for, you know, another 10 starts or so, like, he might be back in that mix. Like, certainly if, you know, I, I think that's sort of the point of the article is like, oh, if you're like a playoff team, you probably have one of these guys that at least is in the mix of 20, 25 guys you're looking at. And if you don't have one of those guys, you might want two guys that are just off of that list. And I think in the scenario where the Cardinals are a playoff team and things are going well and you had a good season, like Flaherty's probably one of those guys. And you're hoping you can find a second guy that at least in the, you know, in, in the short term is performing that way. And I don't think that's like far fetched, but you know, obviously every fan would like to be like, Oh, we have DeGrom and Scherzer and they're both healthy and we're, we're cruising. Like, it, you know, it's, it's not available to every fan base. So, you know, it's kind of a pie in the sky to have that outcome. Yeah. We all can't have Stephen Cohen money here and just go out and get whoever the hell we want anymore. Like it, but... We'd love to do that. Is it a bad thing for the Cardinals though, at this time though, Kylie to, to not have one of those guys in that position because We've all seen the offense, and the pitching seems to be the biggest concern. Yeah, to me, I don't think the concept of an ace is very important for like having a good season or making the playoffs. 
because if you have like a good, you know, seven starter depth and you're rotating and you always have a chance to win every night, that's really all you need in the regular season. Now in the playoffs, obviously the concept of an ace reliever or a, or an ace starting pitcher becomes a bigger factor, both because the sort of margins get smaller. You, you don't want them all getting in play. They pitch more of the innings in the playoffs than they do in the regular season. It gives like some, you know, feeling of safe, uh, safeness, I guess, to the, um, to, you know, the, the fans and the team and the coaches and all that kind of thing. So like, I think it is more of a factor once you get there. And so I think it's one of those things you, you know, if you don't have one and you're going to be a playoff team, you can add one or hope that somebody emerges. And if you're like the Brewers, it's just like every two years, one of them pops up and you just sort of create another one. And then you have too many, and you leave them in relief. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the regular season, I think it's essentially like a total non-factor. It's just something that makes you feel better about your team going forward. And in the playoffs, you'd like to have it, but like, you know, we've seen teams go deep that have, you know, sort of nobody's become that ace in the bullpen and then have some, nobody's pitching well for one off season, uh, or for one, you know, right, uh, playoffs and kind of get you there. It's just usually you have, you know, that, that back end days and that front end ace when you're going to make like a title run. Kylie McDaniels, our guest here on 101 ESPN. You can find his work over at ESPN.com. You can also follow him on Twitter at Kylie MCD. Uh, Kylie, I wanted to ask you about the Cardinals kind of philosophy right now when it comes to their pitching. It's almost a throwback to what they were in the early 2010s under John Mosaylock. They've got a lot of guys that are sinker ballers. They're pitching to contact. They don't have a whole lot of wipeout stuff, both in the rotation and honestly in the back end of the pin as well, outside of really Gallegos and Helsley. Those are the two guys that are, are getting a lot of the strikeouts. What do you think about that philosophy, given the defense that they have? Do you think that can work over the long haul? Yeah, and I think it's important to have like a point of view as an organization about this stuff. I think there's a lot of teams that you know saw what Houston did five six years ago, getting a lot of like high spin, high slot, four seam curveball kind of guys, and they just sort of were like, "Oh, well, there's a smart team doing that. We'll just do that." And then you end up being late to that when all thirty teams are looking for those guys in the draft or in free agency, or you know they're looking for the next you know Colin McHugh or whoever it is on waivers. Everyone's looking for the same thing. You want to be a little bit ahead of that going to the next thing. And there was some buzz this off season that because the automated automated strike zone was coming at some point uh, that teams thought that the top of the strike zone was going to be lost. And that, that, that low strike, that like curveball in the dirt that gets called a strike uh, by the robots, that that would be more of a factor. And so then sinkers and sinker slider and those sorts of more pitch to contact kind of things become more valuable. And I know the Cardinals in the last draft took a guy that a lot of teams didn't like where they took him with Michael McGreevy, a sinker ball art of UC Santa Barbara. And when I talk to the Cardinals, their point of view is basically like, well, he's got the best chance to throw 200 innings and be like a mid-rotation starter. And like, who cares if it's a sinker? And I think what they're really getting at is like, maybe sinkers will be the thing everyone's trying to get in the future. And I definitely noticed in the draft and you see it some of the big leagues too, that like guys that are lower slots come at you from unusual angles. will throw like a low approach angle, low slot sinker, you know, the sweepy side to side slider. That seems like to be where most of the quote, smart teams, analytic teams, whatever you want to call it, they seem to be leaning toward that kind of guy now. Cause I think that's sort of migrating because those guys are a little undervalued. And I think you're going to start seeing like some, you know, second and third wave teams moving in that direction. And so I think the Cardinals may have gotten to that conclusion a little bit differently, but I think it is smart to at least go in a direction and have a point of view and have it not be what everybody else is doing. And I, it just happens with the Cardinals to be something that they were doing, you know, for a lot of the last couple you know, decades. Kylie, one thing I wanted to ask on that defensive topic is Nolan Gorman, who's been tearing it up for the Memphis Red. Redbirds, and I think everyone expected this with that offense, but we're just trying to figure out where he's going to fit in with this Cardinals team other than the DH spot because Tommy Edmond looks just as valuable as he did last year, and other than second base, I'm not really sure where else Nolan Gorman fits into this team. 
I think he'll be one of those guys where you call him up and he DHs and then sort of spells guys when they have a day off. And eventually you're just like, well, we can't send this guy down. Like he's one of our, you know, nine sitters or, you know, however you want to say it. And I think that, I don't know. I think, I think that's how he breaks in. And then all of a sudden, you know, over the course of a long season, when, you know, I casually mentioned you need seven starters, like, you know, every now and then there's a team that throws five starters every five days for the entire season. And there's no six guys starting a game. But like in reality, like, you know, we see all the, you know, like the Dodgers and like all these playoff teams. It's like, Oh, they have like three, like Chris Taylor's floating around that like aren't technically in the starting lineup on any given day when you like say who the best nine are, but they have a bunch of those guys floating around that can be really good. And then someone's in a slump or somebody gets hurt or, you know, whatever happens and you want that guy around. And you happen to have that guy. So, you know, whether it's now or a week from now or, you know, two months from now or it's DH only or, you know, bench guy or whatever it is, like he's the kind of guy that winning teams have. And I think he'll, he'll find a spot soon enough. And you can make an argument he should have been there opening day, but I just think there wasn't necessarily a spot to put him. Kylie, when you look at guys breaking into the big leagues, big leagues rather as designated hitters, is that something that when you talk to people around the league, they have pause in doing just because it's such a different role than what many of them have had down in the minors? Or is that something they're okay with by and large? Well, in the long-term sense, if you have a young player that is, I mean, there's something called the DH penalty, which is essentially you underperform your offensive ability because the presumption is because you're not doing anything the whole game. It's your sort of rhythm and focus. You get inside your own head. You're probably watching video of all your at-bats while everyone else is playing in the field. Like you tend to not perform as well, broadly speaking. So if a guy's like a DH for multiple years, I think you're kind of eating into his offensive upside at some point, and it's probably a guy that isn't very good defensively. Uh, And so that, you know, he's already going to age quickly in the first place. So I think there's like a little bit of a stigma, rightfully so, of making a guy for multiple years sort of a DH only. But in the concept of like breaking him into the lineup that way and maybe just making the DH the spot where you can rotate guys out of playing and then have a guy like Gorman that can actually play like basically every position in the field except for, you know, I guess pitcher, catcher, shortstop. Um, and then having, you know, that guy be able to rotate in, I think that's useful. Like as a rotating in and breaking into the big leagues, I think the DH is great for young players and not manipulating service time because now you get an extra spot on the lineup to give that guy an opportunity to hit and to not have to be like, oh, you're starting once a week and then you have like, you know, pinch hit once in the eighth inning the whole week. Like that's not a way for a guy to break into the big leagues, but like playing every other day and getting four ABs, like that is a way to break into the big leagues. Since we're speaking of the DH, Kylie, are you fully invested in Albert Pujols has found the fountain of youth? <laughs> Yeah, because I'd like to believe I'll be able to find it, too. I I wasn't like a D1 level talent, but like if he can do this, then, you know, anything's possible, right? It's amazing what we're watching, (laughs) man. He has the best OPS against lefty. It's an unbelievably small sample size. I totally understand that. And it's early in the season. We'll see what he looks like in August. But he's the best player in the league right now against left handed pitching. Kylie, I don't understand. it. And he steals third. (laughs) We'll try and more walks and strikeouts. Yeah, it's, it's all kinds of stuff going on. And, and at some point, I think we all know that, like, you know, uh, numbers against left-handed pitching in, like, small sample sizes doesn't actually mean anything. But, like, he's also a Hall of Famer, and, like, he, you know, is good against left-handed pitching. And what is sports media but some way to cherry-pick some numbers and make people mad to, you know, call in and engage with your media? Like, I, I think that's what, that's what our roles are in a big stage here. Yep. So, you know, I'm glad you understand that, Kylie. <laughs> he's, the great, he's the greatest hitter against left-handed pitching we've ever seen. That's, that's what I'm going to say, and then I'm going to hop off, and you guys will have to deal yep. with the blowback. We there embrace we the hate, Kylie. No, that's no, no, what no. we do here. That, that's all love right here. Nobody in St. Louis is going to be upset with you for that. Kylie, final question. We'll get you out of here on this. Why isn't anybody hitting home runs this year? Uh, I think it's just another trend. <laughs> some people are going to sinker baller, and uh, some guys are just like, you know what, home runs? Uh, I'm past that. Uh, Jeff Tyson wrote something, I think it was yesterday, about how there may be something going on with the ball. <laughs> and I think there's been more humidors in the league. And I think there may be some metagame stuff going on in terms of like, what are pitchers doing? What are hitters doing? Broadly speaking, also it tends to be low earlier in the season. There's like a lot of like sort of small factors and it's still pretty early. 
but it would not surprise me if uh, after we hit some highs in terms of home runs and strikeouts and things like that, and baseball's trying to figure out a way to find a happy medium and keep everybody happy in terms of, you know, the watching experience, it wouldn't shock me if that, like, you know, came down a little bit just with a lot of little nudges, pushes in that direction. Interesting. Hey, Kylie, we appreciate the time as always, man. Thanks so much for hopping on with us today. We'll talk with you again soon. Yeah, next time I'll make sure all my answers are just auditions for first take. There we go. That's that, that's the way to go about it. He's Kylie McDaniel, MLB insider for ESPN.com. Appreciate him joining us as always.